Dun, dun, dun. Welcome to Exotic Liability number 75! Wow. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting close to 100, man. What are we going to do? What are we gonna, I don't know what we we're still have to figure do. out. We, have, we still have to do 69. The illustrious oh, missing we're gonna. 69. It'll happen. Oh, I know. It's just, it has to be the right time. It does. With the right people. Yeah. Which the right people have agreed to do it. We just have to get them all in I'm gonna, the right space. I'm gonna, we're actually going to have drinks next week when I'm out in California. Okay. So. Good. We can lock that in. Pound it out. Just pound it in. <laughs> just ha- hammer down those dates. Um, uh, so, uh, two, hey, two weeks in a row. I know. Wow. Da, 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 da. Almost on time. Well, um, it's on time for us. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you and I were talking about some things coming up that I know you're looking forward to and I'm I'm really excited about and I really think that this year is you know now that it's July we can call this the year of scorched earth. I I like it. Uh, I think I think even it if fits. we start till ne- and go on till next July like maybe make it a year make it our own like an entire year. It's of the new exotic earth. liability like fiscal year <laughs> it starts in July. It starts in July. <laughs> I like that. But and it only happens every like year and a <laughs> Whenever half. Whenever we fucking feel something. like it. <laughs> Oh, dude. Um, so, to get right into uh, ha- halfway uh, security talk, we decided to call people who uh, know, know stuff more than us. about security. Yeah. So, uh, they didn't pick up, so we're going to call Dave Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fucking with you, Dave. Yeah, he's going to right. appreciate that one. Um, dude, whatever. I love Dave. He's awesome. No, I know. Uh, all right, fuck it. Call him. Let's see what he's up to. Yeah, he's got well, it didn't even go all the way through the little beeping sound. It really wants to answer. Yo, dude. What's going on, boys? Hi, what's Dave. going on, brother? How you doing, man? Uh, not too much. Oh, uh, what's uh, what's what's new in, in your world? What is new in my world? Let's see. Um, the wife and I just got done taking a motorcycle class, and we just got motorcycles. Nice. Um, so so we're doing the whole nice. biker thing. Right yeah, on. That's nice. Wait, yeah, that's what, nice. What, what kind of bikes did you get? Let's see. I got my wife a Suzuki 800, and I got myself a Honda 1300. Nice. So uh, pretty awesome. I saw that, man. It's a that's a pretty gangster looking bike. Are you guys you guys out riding this weekend, or is the weather shit? No, the weather's pretty nice. We'll probably go out uh, later on today. Um, actually, I, I plan on going out as soon as we get done uh, podcasting. Actually, oh. so it's 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 a day composed of talking to my hacker buddies, podcasting, and riding motorcycles. Fucking right. Who's the this hackers? Is- yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, who are these hackers you talk of? <laughs> who are these hackers that we speak of? Eh? <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, it's it's raining here, and I have to bring my Ducati in for the uh, six hundred mile service. Uh-huh. And uh I don't have 600 miles on it yet. So, I'm 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 just thinking about going out and trying to ride 100 miles in the rain today just so I can get it ready for the service. <laughs> there you go. You you don't want to go in all lame and stuff, but uh man, Ducati, quite a bit of epicness there, huh? Ah, uh, yeah, I love it, man. It's it's uh it's it's irresponsibly fast, which is kind of fun. <laughs> What I would like to see is a picture of you on your Ducati dressed like Jim Carrey in that one movie where he was riding a Ducati in in a hospital gown with the back open and his ass was just hanging out the back. Oh, Dude, that would just, make a great profile pic. You just that, that's that's my new speaker biopic is me just like hauling ass. Yeah, it's not even you. All you see is your ass. All on you the just back see is ass on the back of a Ducati. I'm like, whatever, dude, it's me. 
You can verify it. <laughs> and, you know, I would immediately go, of course that's him. Look at that ass. Who else's ass could that possibly be? <laughs> You're dirty, dude. You're dirty. Oh, that's just great. <laughs> that's awesome. So, oh, God. So, uh, man, there's it's like con season coming up, huh? Con season coming up, yeah. You know, um, I think the only ones I've got on my radar for the next couple of months is is certainly i'm actually not doing black hat i'm going to spend all my time at b-sides um yeah i'm I'm done with the whole you know black hat had its day and it's kind of over but you know now dude it's so corporate it's so sponsored um it's so buzzword centric that you know that has its place but i'm so done with it you know you know i funny story (laughs) yeah (laughs) i i keep i keep going back to black hat because I want to see if it's going to change. You know what I yeah. mean? And and I think it's they're trying, but I don't know if they're trying the right way yet. Like this year, I saw uh, they tried, I guess, by just denying a whole bunch of really good talks. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, well, wait a second. There's a bunch of really good talks that I know were coming that didn't. And I was like, well, who the hell got picked up? And I'm like, oh, that's sweet. Another printer talk or another mobile phone security talk. I'm like, dude, there's... You can only have so many before you're yeah. just done with that. I, I agree. First of all, I think it's nice that you're still naive <laughs> enough to think that Black Hat is going to change a little bit. I, I actually think that's 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 quite charming. I'm hopeful. <laughs> all right. I want I want my pretty girl to be pretty again. <laughs> you know, I and I'm just you know, and the problem I'm having with kind of cons overall is just there's such a lack of of anybody talking about anything new. Well, I think you know? I think there's yeah. too many cons going on at the same time now. Oh, maybe that's it. I mean, yeah, that's a it's a fair that's a fair statement. You've got how many B sides a year? Like like, <laughs> like a, a five dozen in every city in the world, and you've got you know all the all the ones that have been around like Torcon and mm. and uh, Recon and Defcon and all those, and then you've got Source going around. You've got oh, uh, who did? Didn't somebody do like an infographic on that once in a while, like a little bit ago? Showing that you can go to a con like 300 out of 365 days a oh, year. I'm not surprised at all. I, I mean, wouldn't be surprised either. Um, and, you know, you think about it. You just talk about all the stuff that gets recycled, you know, and you start getting you start getting punchy, too. You know, you're sitting in a talk or, or and you're going, am I getting deja vu? I mean, <laughs> right. was, was, wasn't I in this session last week? You know, and um, wasn't I in this session 14 years ago? <laughs> you no. Know, and, uh, you know, again. It's always good, you know, but then you kind of wrestle with the, well, maybe it'll be a brand new take on this 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 kind of old subject, right? Because, right. you know, one thing that's cool about hanging out at a hackerspace is, you know, you get a different perspective, right? We have a lot of, you know, at Unallocated, we have a lot of younger people, you know, and I'm an old kaji budger, right? You know, I'm 45. And, you know, hanging out with 26-year-olds and 18-year-old hackers, you get a different point of view. You know, they've got such a different take on technology, and, and that's kind of what keeps me going, is is seeing, you know, a completely a completely different generation's take on technology. I think yeah. that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So so tell us a little bit about, you know, the, the hackerspace and your kind of involvement there and, and sort of where it came from and where it's going. Sure. Um, the hackerspace is on allocated space here in Maryland, and I'm only one of the founding. I'm only one of the key holders. the The actual unallocated space concept um, was kind of generated by CP, um, and and just about everybody knows who CP is, right? You know, it's um, the guy with the the biggest mohawk 
in history. I think he's actually got a Guinness page devoted to it from when uh, from when he actually got a mohawk for you know the EFF last year. And um, I actually I was I going to Egypt Defcon. won that. Right. Um, I was going to DefCon last year, and I ran into him at BWI, and he said, "Hey, Marcus, he says, you know, I'm just moving to the area. I'm thinking about doing up a hackerspace. You want in?" And I was like, "I'm in. I'm nice. in. I'm absolutely in." Um, and I think the whole concept is cool. Playground for geeks, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of what a hackerspace is. It, it, it's a technology playground for geeks, you know. And we've got a 1,600 square foot place near BWI in Maryland. Um, we've got tons of technology, and you know, a, a very interesting assortment of marginally sociable characters. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that populate most hackerspaces, right? Um, you know, um, I I tend to focus a bit more on the physical side of stuff. I, I'm um completely focused on lock picking and lock bumping and things like that so that's kind of my thing yeah i, um, I saw i saw your new uh your bump and hammer set come in my bump and hammer set they're pretty decent quality you know um it's like and you've got hammer. guys who are completely into the <laughs> whole microcontroller hammer. thing um and then you got guys who are only into you know the the metasploit and the, and the wi-fi hacking you know and and then you've got some guys that are into robotics and lasers so you know it's just Fantastic! It, it, it's like being a you know college kid all over again. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's really cool. So, like when 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 you guys you know when when you get into that thing you know what's what's the deal with you know if there's other people in Maryland that want to come out? No, there's no problem with that. You know, our our space is funded and maintained by the key holders. What that means is this, is the key holders are the only ones that are required to pay monthly dues. So myself and all the other key holders are required, you know, to to pay dues that keep the space actually up and running and open. So we don't require or ask for, mem- you know, people who come by as participants to pay dues. We're very unique that way. Um, you know, we kind of want to be organic in that we just want people to come by and and hack and join the community. If they want to donate, they're more than welcome to donate. Um, but it's not required. You know, they, they don't have to throw down cash or, or throw down donations or anything like that because that's what we as key holders are responsible for. Um, yeah. You know, certainly if they want to, that's great, but they're not required to. So what, what does that run? I mean, because, you know, there's, there's a lot of cities that don't have that type of thing. You know, what's, what, what is the space and those things? Do you know, like, kind of what it runs and, and, I mean, or at least how much you guys are paying each for the keys? Sure. It's it's certainly not cheap. You know, it's not ridiculously expensive, but it's going to come down to, you know, how big of a space do you actually want? We have a 1,600 square foot, you know, industrial kind of uh, um, space, you know, so it's it's not, you know, frilzy or anything like that. It's, yeah. it's just a big open space, really. Um, you know, and, and with... You know, with um, with electricity and power and and waste and everything monthly, you know, it's it's like two grand or something like that, maybe a little bit over. And we just split that between all the key holders. And you know, as a key holder, you pay X amount of dues, you know, for your key per month. Like you know, depending upon the month, two hundred and fifty to three hundred bucks, you yeah. know, to be a key holder. And you know, you actually get a physical key to the facility. So you know, we're allowed to open it. We're allowed to close it. We sit on the board of directors and make decisions and you know, dopey things like that. But uh, you know, <laughs> again, the whole point is just to provide a space for people to come down and join the community and join the uh, the hacking way of life. Right on, man. That's yeah, cool. That's, cool. that's yeah, very, cool. very cool. So uh, on, on the other side of the world, what's going on at work? Um, can, can I can I ask you about work? Of course. All right. So so you you get uh, you you're a virus right? I mean virus prote- whatever. You're a virus company that gets bought <laughs> by a, a chip company. Sure. What's 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 up? What's I mean, where, where's what's what's up with all that? How fucked up does that make yeah. everything? 
<laughs> right? It's um, well, actually, you know, I, I have a different take on it than a lot of people do. Um, you know, if you look at uh, you look at Intel, they have their three pillars, right? Um, forgive me for not knowing exactly what they are, which is kind of funny <laughs> in and of itself. But um, so you know, it makes it better. Their, actually, right? you're, you're you know, still new got there. Their pillars of com- you know connectivity and this and that and the other thing, and one of their pillars is, is security, badge. right? Done. Um, you know, <laughs> so pillars. it's they're an interesting company to be bought by because if you look at look at their history, they have a history of investing in quirky ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they have a long-term view, and boy, is our industry short-term centric, right? Oh you yeah, know, yeah, our, for our, sure. Our, oh god, right? Our our industry is is tactical, whereas a company like Intel is very strategic. They think in 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 seven to twelve year time frames. Um, we need a we need a mature view of uh, you know of security. You know, so we're very different, I think, as an industry in that sense. You know, but then there's. There's really no overlap at this point between what they do and what we do. You know, um, we've got a different way of doing research than they do. You know, we're code researchers and malware researchers, you know, whereas they are physical researchers, right? You know, they yeah. deal with chips, you know, and things like that. So there's actually more synergy there than, than people would, would really think. H- have, you, have you gotten to put on one of those uh, colored Intel clean, clean, suits? <laughs> clean suits from, like, the <laughs> late 90s commercials yet? I asked when I went over to the Hillsboro facility if I could get one of those. That joke didn't go over really well. Oh, dude. That sucks. Because um, I totally want to see. Okay. I want you to like come to con in that thing and be like, what's up? Do like, we can make we can, shit. We, we can make the Dave Marcus uh, doll from deathmyface.com. Oh, please. Oh, that's just not right. <laughs> you can put a little suit on him and take yeah, the hat Dave. off and it's Dave underneath and he's got like the like hor- rock horns up and yeah. he's like, what's up? And you can take the rock that's horns great. off and replace it with a rocket launcher. <laughs> that's just great. Oh, that just pop out the rocket launcher and go, take this, bitches. <laughs> Sweet. No, but, you know, so far it's, it's actually been really good. I've met with some of my counterparts over at Intel. Um, they're they're really good people. Um, you know, I've met actually a couple of them at, at PH over there, uh, at the last PH. Toby is actually uh, you know, and I forget Toby's last name, but um, they've got some really good people. Uh, you know, they they've just got a different take on security than we do. You know, they look at it from a hardware perspective and a, and a bit longer term. Sure. And so far, so good. That's cool, man. That's neat. Any uh, anything neat work wise that you can you can tell people you're working on, or is it all inside the suit sadly right now a lot of stuff is is certainly hush hush i mean we've been That's we've been we've got some really cool projects going on um you know with them which unfortunately i can't talk about but um i i think it'll be interesting if you keep your ears open toward the end of the year got it okay so in the end of the year we finally get to know what dave actually does yeah other than go, well, you know, other than Intel, go around the convention and buy the, drinks. Yeah, Intel gets to show off their GPU smartphone add-in that <laughs> ignores the antivirus bullshit that's going on right now because the software stuff is too slow. Well, you know, well, you know it's that's an interesting perspective. <laughs> and by the way, I agree with you. You know, one of the things that I, I think annoys me and probably annoys most people is is the fact that it's so easy to know exactly what all of us security companies do, right? You know, it's um bad guy decompiles our stuff knows exactly how we do detection right yeah you know it's not rocket science and then you write your malware or your attack to go right around you know the uh the known security detections it's it's easy you know so it's it's all kind of coming to an end i think i think the traditional way of doing things is coming to an end and it can't come to an end soon enough if you ask me yeah, yeah. Well, so 
So do you have ideas on it coming to the end? Like, (laughs) (laughs) do you have ideas that may or may not coincide? No, because I really, I'd really like to know because I guess I'm on the naive retard side where I don't think it's coming to an end. I think it's getting worse. Like, like this year to me is infosec freaking time machine. And like yeah. everybody sucks worse than they sucked in the nineties. Right about that. I I agree with you completely on that. But my problem is this: is I think it is worse than ever, and I think that's what's making the current way we do things have to come to an end. God, so yeah. I I agree with you that it's worse than ever. You, you look at some of the hacktivism stuff; they're using nineteen ninety era attacks, right? Well, you know, there's nothing remotely advanced about anything that's going on right you look at any of the low sex stuff or the anonymous stuff it, it, it's circa 1993 technology oh, yeah. that they're actually using but think about the flip side it really works well yeah because we never back in 93 i ever figured out those problems in the fucking first place we just kind of shuffled them out of the carpet and went hey look yep. next gen technology or hey look mobile stuff or wi-fi or you know whatever yep. the new buzzword was that's what we could start throwing uh you know attention towards Yep, exactly. And, and, and the thing that I think is really interesting and kind of fun about the whole hacktivist argument is they're kind of bringing a lot of these existing problems to the surface in a way nobody's really been able to do before, you know? You, you just look at how they can take down almost any site they really decide that they want to take down or at least annoy, you know? And they've shown a remarkable agility to, you know, picking targets that are easily compromised and, and bringing them down for a period of time and getting their media, you know, activity and stuff. And, and, and I think the flip side is they're making people question the fundamental assumptions of the information security industry. Are we actually able to protect customers is, is the question I would be asking internally. Um, and the answer to that is not really. But I have a firewall. <laughs> so and I have antivirus. Well, okay, so <laughs> right as part of this, I think back to what Ryan and I said a, a second ago of how we believe that uh, this year we're just going to call the year of scorched earth. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I'm with it, right? But but at the same time, you know, like what. What real good came out of LOD and MOD beefing? Hmm. You nothing, know what I mean? Nothing. Well, the, the well, cybercrime law got updated, sort of. Right, right. They made laws that could fuck people over harder. Right. Badly. Right? But the laws like, are really badly. that well. <laughs> and so, so then, you know, we have all of this shit go on, and all of these people make a little name for themselves, and the public mm-hmm. gets to watch this, you know thing happen where all these people get owned and they don't know what that means either mm-hmm. and th- but then what like what what's going to come out of it like I, I agree it sucks and it's fucked up and it needs to change more than ever but like mm-hmm. I feel like history is repeating itself and the last time we got nothing out of it so do you think that there's like is there something now that's going to help us get something out of this or is it going to be another fucking repeat well, that's the question, right? I, I mean, you know, that's that's one of the problems with activism, right? Is is activism is kind of a means to its own end, which is simply to get publicity for your activist cause, right? It's not necessarily to change anything. It's just to get, you know, attention for your cause. So I, I, I wonder about the same things. Is, is it's going to lead to real change? I think the difference between the two time periods is this, is things are more transparent now. 
you can get both sides of the argument if you can filter through all the noise and stupidity, let's say, of a Twitter channel, right? And you can actually distill it down to the five or six people who actually know what So you have to use Google Plus about. to redistill it and get more bullshit put yep. into it, right? <laughs> yep. You know, uh. so, so I think there's actually more transparency and both sides of the issue can actually be heard. Because one thing about the LOD, MOD stuff is you really only got one or two journalists' perceptions of the incidents, right? Yeah. You know, and, and everything was shaped by those one or two journalists and, and what was the stuff that they could dig up. And, you know, it's like the Mitnick thing. You know, a lot of things were based upon one or two journalists and you got basically a story based upon their misperceptions or their specific area that they were able to research, yeah. which is not necessarily the whole story. Um, now, whether or not it's going to be different this time around, yeah, it's a real, you know, it's a real crapshoot, I think, too. Um, but, I am hopeful. Maybe that's my charming naivete. Is is I'm I'm. Hopeful I think Black Hat's going to change, and you just think the world's <laughs> going to change. Uh, well, I don't think the world is going to change. You, I, uh, <laughs> you have bigger dreams than I do. I, I dream small. I, I'm like, let's take this one little tiny thing at a time. Can I just fix my own house first? Yeah. <laughs> right. Fuck this no, whole piece issue, thing. <laughs> one of my biggest issues is is just that everything we do as an industry is a known quantity. We're as much of a known quantity as the attack is um, because, truthfully, everything we do in information security developed at the same time the attack side was developing, didn't it? You know, you think about it. AV developed <laughs> as, the as they were making the virus. I mean, right. right? No. <laughs> yeah. You well, no, absolutely. And, and that's what makes the definition tables gets updated is something else comes yeah. out, right? So Yeah, exactly. But nobody's actually ever stepped back and said, what have we learned from the past 20 years of malware research? And how can we design something like that actually into an OS or actually design something like that as countermeasures into the actual system? No one's actually ever stepped back and actually evaluated the system, I think, as a whole. Um, at, at least they've never done it you know, with any success. Well, we'll see, um, let, let's be fair, Dave, and, and not just your company, but there's a lot of companies that make a lot of money off the way sure. things are right now. So why change it yep. when they're already... You know they're making their money. They don't really yep. care. That's the end. That's the end goal of being a company, right? I mean, no argument. No, nope, no argument. And, and I certainly cop to the fact that I, I work for you know one of the biggest uh, vendors in that space. I certainly do cop to it. You know, there's an interesting counter argument though, Ryan. Is that uh, let's say you came out tomorrow mm-hmm. with See, the greatest came out. security. You know, let's say you came out tomorrow <laughs> with the greatest one ever. Would customers buy it and install it? I don't know. Um, it's not the devil they know. And AV, for all of its trouble and all of its epic suckness, right. is the devil they know. They know how to deal with it. They know who to call when it fails. They know who to call when it doesn't fail. Well, no, absolutely. I, I, I you know, same thing with firewalls. You know, everybody sure. knows what a firewall is now. Sure. Granted, back in like ninety, what, ninety four, ninety three, ninety two, no one had a fucking clue. But except but they do now, right? <laughs> except Marcus, he knew. Mark, Marcus knew. Random. Oh, Ram. yeah, that's yeah. true. But he, he got did. most of the design stuff arguably correct back in the day, right? Well, yeah, yeah. With some of the original gauntlet stuff and everything else. I, Technology couldn't do a lot of what he wanted it to do. I agree. Uh, and then, and then uh-huh. he was just like, everything sucks. Give me oh, yeah. money. <laughs> <laughs> and now he just he runs is, around and is, goes, everything so sucks. Snarky. Give me money. <laughs> so, so, Dave, you actually made a comment this morning on, on Twitter that I really liked. Uh, you, and you actually sort of referenced it a little bit a minute ago. You said you were talking to, uh, I think it was Raffle. And you said predictable intelligence is no more false because of hacktivism than it ever was. You cannot yep. you cannot predict targeting really. Yep. And and I I don't know, I keep we keep seeing all these these articles come out, especially like there's actually one I saw the other day. It's the six new and rising hacking targets or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, one, none of them are new. But but like really God, okay, so you say that that's the new target. Well then we just go after something else. 
Yep. And ma- just to prove you wrong, like, fuck you, you're wrong. We're not going <laughs> after that anymore. Yep. Yep, oh. I think you're right. It's um, Or a more political know. thing happens or a war happens and suddenly, you know, Sony's not the new target. Libya is or the U.S. is or Britain is, you know, whoever the quote-unquote, you know, wrong person is. Yep, you can't, you know, the, the word predictive is, is troublesome in just about every way, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, you're trying to predict people, which... Yep, the, which you, you can't you can't, do. you can't secure people because because they know. don't listen to you. They don't listen to you. So how the hell are you supposed to be able to predict what they're going to do? I think people are really predictable. Like I, well, okay, in like, general, but let's but say you don't. Let's know let's what's take the happen. bullshit garbage technology that we have, like scanners. Okay, right and scripting. Yeah. Okay, like I can do a pretty good job, I think, with like. You you name it X Y Z cloud service donating you know a couple days to the government and going hey we're gonna scan every address on the internet I could probably give you an evaluative list to go hey it's more likely that this is gonna get attacked tomorrow than this is gonna get attacked well, tomorrow yeah and then beyond that I could take general chatter and those types of things off of chat channels and off of all this other crap and I can go through and be like yo I think. That these this group or this person or this moniker is more likely to attack than another. So I mean, I just I can't agree that people aren't predictable because I think they're overly predictable. Did, did, I, did, partially correct, but I think when you take into account the fact that they have to go after targets that are available, um, you you have to figure they got to go after what they can get, right? Right. You know, so I think they just weigh it against what they think will get them the most media coverage because let's be honest you know i can say that this vertical or this horizontal is more vulnerable than the other but if that vertical or horizontal doesn't give me the media activity that i want you can predict i'm not going to go after oh, it you i know? totally agree i told but I, that's what i'm saying like think about it if we scan the entire internet for every vulnerability and then we did reverse resolution on every mm-hmm. single host and we were like oh hey this is a government host versus you know fucking chris's open source NAS porn server, you know, like you sure. go, well, I don't know. Nickerson would be funny to attack, but this one will get us more press, you know, sure. and you'll probably end up doing both of them. Yeah, but it's the internet. So, you know, you said porn. So that's, that's the obvious target. Well, we don't need to attack it. I would just be like, if you want to log in, type your name and then figure out whatever password you want and it will work. Enjoy your porn. Sure. But, um, you know, it's just, I think, you know, when I read Raph's article and stuff like that, I just didn't necessarily... Well, actually, I take that back. When I read his article, I agreed with his stance on uh, on predictability and just the troublesome of it. But um, I don't read his articles because Raf never attacks things. I love Raf, and I think he's a great concept person. But he's not a field worker. He's not somebody who, who to me, can go out and say, "I have all these bruises on my this hands from picking cotton see. because I pick cotton all day." You know what I mean? Like, I think he's I think he's excellent from a technologist and evangelist perspective of moving the industry from that regard. But I have a real hard time with a lot of his articles because they're not tactically correct from people who dig ditches all day. I mean, dude, we have to go through and find people who are attacking stuff. We have to go through and attack stuff and show people how sure. intelligence gets leaked and doesn't get leaked. And a lot of times... There's some really, really easy ways, as as you know, and you've talked about plenty of times with, you know, deception in language and those things that's easy to pick up. And yep. there's there's heuristics of people's behavior that you're like, oh, look, shady kid, here's all of the traffic and what's shady about this traffic. Well, yep. it's all encrypted. Well, that means it's shady. It doesn't mean no one. No one else is that privacy conscious unless you're being shady, you know, <laughs> 
I, I just so so I, while I agree with a lot of the things from theoretical standpoints, I think there's a huge gap between our industry's pontification of theory and what what shit actually works on the ground. Oh, I agree with that completely. Uh, there, there's no disconnect between us there. Um, I, I think we miss most things. I think strategically, we all know where we want to be and where we want to drive it to. But you know, at the end of the day, we got to get shit done, right? And that's generally where the problems come around. So how do we? How I mean, what do you think? How do we get the? And to use a bad analogy, how do we? How do we get the scientists to? interact with the construction workers and come to a happy medium that actually works that's tough because the, the no matter how well you design something no matter how well your math is no matter how good the system is as soon as you allow one person to put their hands on it everything falls apart right um, you know human behavior negates the perfect system I think you know um, that's I think the biggest part of the problem um, whose article did I read the other day that um, like an ex-CIA chief was advocating building a brand new internet to make everything safer and how that would you know make everything Cipernet safer it's just too. it's ridiculous well, yeah but you how long have you been talking about that I mean <laughs> yeah, you know and it's just like that it, it's just I, I don't think a lot of that matters when you throw human behavior into it arguably we've got worse human behavior in the computing world than ever before yet arguably for the last 15 to 20 years there's been more education and awareness stuff thrown out there so you would think people would know better but it, it's not the case <laughs> so, right? so it all falls apart when when you bring in the human element right I, you know what I would love to see is somebody actually do a real study on that and, I, and I, I've talked about it a couple times and I'm waiting for some like big company with a shitload of money to actually go do it because like 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 Intel. I, well, yeah, well, no. I mean, I, I really wonder about that, Dave. I wonder, you know, if we take people's, you know, whatever we consider good or bad behavior, I, I would agree that I feel like there's worse behavior now. But at the same time, there's so many more people mm. that maybe the worst behavior is just closer to me. And I feel like it's more than maybe there's less worse behavior, but there's so many more people. It's more prevalent. That's interesting, actually. So maybe it's a case of there's more people on there, and we're just now more aware of arguably the same behavior. That's an interesting thought, actually. And, and it's yeah, and I and I wonder about that because like think about in like the '90s when shit got popped, or the '80s when shit got popped, right? You look at like Morris Worm. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if I take the Morris Worm and say it it compromised X numbers of machines that were available from in a interconnected perspective, right. right? And the percentage of those machines compromised. And then I put that against the biggest, baddest botnet of today. Is that percentage appreciably different? I mean, if I compromised 9,000 out of 10,000 connected things, or I compromised 50 million out of 150 million connected things, we technically got better. Mm. I don't know about that. You know, you've got two different. What's your valuation, though, right, Chris? Is mm. is the Morris worm arguably happened via accident, whereas yeah. the botnet he, he, is a purposeful right. compromise, he right? Fingered, you know, so you, you don't have apples to apples there. But I see what okay. you mean. You know, well, you, I love you versus the you know? Zeus net, right? Well, fair enough. I mean, it's it's an interesting thought. You, you know, the Morris worm compromised probably a greater percentage. Because there were less things on the internet at the time, right? Yeah. You know, and, and it popped, you know, anything that basically had a friggin' address that ran the right operating <laughs> And it was over, right? And it was done, yeah. So arguably, if you were online, you were compromised, right? Um, 
you know, so that's a good point, though. Um, you know, it's it's hard to argue intent, though. And if right. you don't argue intent, uh, where are you going, right? No, I, I I completely agree that intent is the number one thing, and it's what every single risk management program has wrong and makes them ineffective. Yeah. Is because none of them measure intent, and and unless you measure intent, all of your numbers are just mathematical masturbation. Yep. You know, I mean. But you basically got an equation and you're missing a whole piece of the part, piece of the equation. You just cut it out. Yeah, like if I pissed you like off. It should say X times Y plus Z. Plus Z plus. But you're only focusing on Y plus Z. Plus. You, you yeah. forgot the X Plus part. the, you know, L, which is how many times if Lizzie is my attacker, he decided to just get shit faced mm. and throw out all the fucking rules and just be like, <laughs> I'm going to attack you 40 times today. Fuck you. Right. You know, like. I just I love all of the risk things because you know my favorite wrench in every single DR program is like okay you've compensated for everything you know like now someone just walked into your office and put a like gas charged AR-15 to your CEO's head like where's this in your DR plan because your company's fucked you know. Yeah but you know I, I think a lot of them will include or not include valuations like that based upon what they ultimately want to sell from their risk management solution, right? You know, it's, um, and it's hard to take that out of there too. You know, we, we couldn't account for this, but we have a solution that allows us to account for that, you know? So it's, it's, it's hard to say, man. Yeah. You know that side of the house we'll better sell than it most, to you so. for X number of dollars a year. Yeah, <laughs> we'll sell it to you. We'll call it GRC and we'll put in all these tools and we'll give you a dashboard and the dashboard costs $4 million a year. And then yeah, when you get hacked, we'll be like, oh, it's an anomaly. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> it's an anomaly. Or, or you'll say, well, I you didn't get that, or you didn't get that plug-in. Yeah, we had that, a plug-in right. for that. Like, yeah. you, you didn't turn the plug-in on. Yeah. We Dude, advertised it at RSA last year. <laughs> I am waiting. Josh Corman and I are both waiting for someone, to, the first person to market the anti-Lolsec appliance. Oh, it's going to happen. I, I, yeah. Isn't that what Palantir was billing themselves for <laughs> at, uh, at, oh, that's uh, ironic. at RSA? <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. Yeah, pretty sure that's what they were talking about. The anti I'm just waiting. I'm telling you, somebody's going to come out with the anti lolsec APT appliance or something stupid like that. You know, it's a. Uh, APT. It's just sad it. that I, we've trained. Everything was APT at RSA, that way, though, year. isn't no. it? It's, I'm it sorry, is. Dave, say that again. What? That, what's, what's sad? I think it's what's sad is that we've at, we as a security industry have trained our buyers to actually think like that. Think in terms of the appliance, the anti-lulsec appliance. Right, we've right. trained them to think like that. Well, because it's a it's a it's a really working business model. Yeah, like yeah. hey, there's a new threat. We'll just take our our firewall and call yeah. it this now. You know, kind of like the what was it, the unified threat management box that oh those guys God. would sell through Alttech, and it was like, well, we took antivirus and a firewall and spam and put it on one server. Mm -hmm. right. So okay, so Dave, do you remember back in like ninety? It was probably 98 to like 2001, right? They had the concept called unified threat management. Oh, yeah, UTM. So, yeah. And, and, bef and, and it was before the, the 2000s started where it was in one box mm -hmm. because back then, unified threat management was really what they now call SEM. Right. Because it was any yep. threat that you could find in the environment, it would aggregate it into some type of management system and give you a dashboard to say, here's what's going on in different pieces of your environment. Right. So I remember when I had such a problem with these firewalls saying we're UTM because I, you know, when we we're at Sprint deploying, you know, 
are what we considered UTM. It was really security event and logging and active response across every device we had. Right. So mm. when somebody's like, oh, I have a box that does UTM, I'm like, across 300,000 servers? <laughs> and they're like, no. No, it's, it's all a in firewall. And I'm like, well, then why'd you call it UTM? They're like, because it has yep. IDS in it. <laughs> Fuck, yeah, they really? never, you know, a lot of those things from the beginning have always kind of gotten context wrong, right? right. You know, is, is this event, you know, you don't, you don't want to argue it's an event in and of itself, right? But how do you really know how it relates contextually to the other event? Is it really a precursor? It's, that's always been problematic, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, it, it's so funny. I'm like sitting here, like looking through all these random article things. Um, and and back to to more of these throwback attacks. Um, do you see that that newest botnet that's uh, part of its, you know, CNC and and persistence mechanism is going back to the old school MBR rootkits? Uh, I I mean that's fascinating actually. I think it's it's great. It's it's like uh, it's like that part in it wasn't Damon. It was Freedom. I think where. Like, he gets out from being cryogenically frozen, and then all of a sudden, like, all of the old exploits from 30 years ago work because, like, none of the signatures can catch it anymore, <laughs> and all of the companies have gone so far past that in the patch cycle that, like, the 30-year-old yeah. exploits all work. Well, it's like we were talking about last, last week with, you know, hey, look, NetBIOS is still out on the internet, and it still fucking lets you in. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Well, it's just, you know, it's it's like the movie Demolition Man, right? You know, totally. that, that, yeah. that that crappy Stallone Wesley Snipes movie, right? You know, oh, they got beautiful. so advanced that you know, that they got so advanced that an old school criminal was the most effective they could do because they quote unquote evolved past, you know, basic violence and how to deal with basic techniques and attacks. Mm. <laughs> When they, and they lived on Taco Bell. That was a problem, right? I know. <laughs> and how awesome is that? The, 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 what did they say? The and they sang the hot dog wars? song. Yeah, and shit. Fran- it was the franchise wars. I just that when they said that, I'm like, I, I it was kind of like a, a flashback to like Snow Crash when they'd always have like the, <laughs> the, the wars between the different properties in the United States. And at the same time, like McDonald's ninjas versus like right. Burger King. Like I had a, an image of a bunch of Burger King soldiers with like little crowns on their helmets and shit. It's just They're all crazy. like. Purple and gold and shit. shoot ketchup at each other. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I'll busting out a snow crash reference right after that. That's uh, that's astounding. Hey, you know, I do what I can. I don't have a whole lot to say other than shit like that. So. <laughs> well, at least at least you can provide a little bit of value, Ryan. You know, that's that's oh all that matters. God. Hey, we let you on here. Shut up. <laughs> hey, that's well, fair enough. I guess. So, so so that begs the question to be asked: If we fix, like, let's say utopian world exists and we fix internet security. Does that mean there's going to be a wave of physical criminals that come out of nowhere that physically destroy our environment? I don't think it'll be out of nowhere. One, we've been talking about it for so damn long. Well, well, but we're prophets right now, right? We're like, oh, they're crazy. That'll never happen. And in 20 years, when the crime's fucking rampant and it's Wild West and people are just gunning each other down in the street, we'll be like, ah, I told you, fucker, you should have got arms. (laughs) (laughs) It's, you know, it's, it's certainly not impossible right you know it's the, the more things change the more they stay the same i think sadly and, and maybe this is because i'm pragmatic and you're pragmatic too is if you solved all the problems today you would simply start on new problems tomorrow um right. you'd arguably have maybe the same vectors but on a different technology right you know it's it's like when you know your new device comes out 
do you really have a new attack vector or do you just take the old stuff that works so well against people now and simply transpose it to the new device? Right. right. Well, and this is, it's the same thing when you're dealing with security oh, yeah. on those new devices. It's called AppSec. We were, screaming, <laughs> we, were, we were screaming about it, you know, uh, right after we got back from RSA because those guys in the mobile security symposium were come, like trying to come up with all these crazy fucking ways to secure a mobile device. And I'm like, right. what happened to like the basic shit that worked? Why can't you just port it yeah. over? Granted, IDS and NAC wasn't the solution for that, but there's lots of simpler ways to, to solve those problems. And it's like, well, no, that works on a computer. This is a tablet or this is a phone. Like, I'm sorry. I've sat in my, in my daughter's fucking school and screamed and yelled like, stop calling this a phone. It's a fucking computer that happens to make phone calls. Right. Like we're well past, we're well past the true. part of this being a phone. Uh, that's true but you know look at people's you know going again back to the human element right is look at people's behaviors on a tablet it's worse than their behaviors on a PC no absolutely because they're not they're not software programs they're apps yep and it's not a computer it's it's a tablet Mac yep. doesn't have programs it only has apps right on all yep. platforms right anything now, that's Mac is app yeah well did you app see that now there's the the box app store now yeah oh yeah, yeah yeah that's right you can't buy you can't actually buy, you buy software OS. programs it's you just can't buy the new version of the os through anything but their app store like you can't walk into the apple store and go to buy software Fucking anymore fascists <laughs> like i want to see steve jobs and like all of those dudes in like one of the old school pink floyd videos with like the hammers marching on their own and them like <laughs> like sitting in front of the big apple logo in front of like millions of drones holding silver shit you know like that steve sitting there like peeling his skin off and he's just like freaking ah. out yeah and you see you see him like dying from whatever crazy disease du jour that he has to make people feel sorry for him and boost the stock price and then somebody donates a kidney and he's all better yeah and then he's fine for another six years before he gets decrepit because he's three Robot chicken. Years old. Like Walt Disney's actually still alive. He just lives off a of Cuban. He lives children. off of Cuban babies or something. Cuban kids. <laughs> That's he's, he's like. Hiding. Bring me another head of. Bring me the head of Alien Gonzalez. Alien. <laughs> Except oh. Jobs will live off of like the Chinese or something because the Cubans have already happened. There's lots of Chinese babies. That's actually what happens. To Indian all the girls. babies. That's what happens to all the Chinese girl babies. Yes. Jobs just eats them. He binds their feet so they can't run away when they're little, and then he wow. eats them. Uh huh. That's good. Well, I'm glad, glad so, we so going back to the what we were talking about. <laughs> Dave's being really quiet. Like I don't like, have I anything don't to know say about here. that. No, actually, I was wondering why the volume on my headset just went down low. Oh, I was having a technology problem there. Uh, okay, that's all right. Um, well, you know, actually, I I still like, and you're right, Dave. People treat their tablets like. Like they're not computers. Like they're not important. Yep. You know, I mean, it's a a perception thing. I I don't know. You know, and and that's the problem. I think that we can't deal with long term. Right? Is you know the people problem, Um, because (laughs) you know they're they're not seeing what I think is so apparent to the three of us. Right? Is that it's a a device is a device. It's all a computer. Um, And if your behavior sucks on one, and you have sucky behavior on another, you're as vulnerable on this one as you were on the other. They don't get that, I think, you know? Well, maybe they just need to see that big, giant gray box or beige box on their desk again. Maybe that's the problem. I don't like, know. Every, uh, up with, without that big, giant box and that big CRT monitor and a physical keyboard and mouse, they just don't think of it as a computer. They think of it as like, oh, this is a way to watch Netflix or this is a way to browse the web and get porn. You know, it's, yep. it's, not, a, it's not a computer. It's not a tool. It's, it's just a convenience thing. Yeah, maybe that's it. I mean, maybe it's in the positioning of the device, right? You know, they, they go to pain. 
right? Android goes to pains. Yeah. iPad goes to pains to say it's not a computer, right? It's it's a tablet. It's this. It's that. You know, you, you don't, don't have to worry. You know, so you that you can use it differently. Yep, and truthfully, they're not, you know, I'm sorry, a click is a click, <laughs> right? You know, um, a lure is a lure. You know, what works as a lure on one piece of technology will work arguably on any other piece of technology, if I know you enough, right? Right, right exactly. Right. Yeah, it's, it's true. Sorry, I was like showing Ryan this video of how That's somebody cool. use a hacked connect and a, a quadcopter in order to control the quadcopter through the connect, so you make hand gestures and the quadcopter flies around the room. Dude, it's badass. Awesome. It's That's really awesome. gangster. Like, it is some, like, minority report, crazy, yep. awesome, like, having physical shit fly all over the place thing. It's, right. like, really impressive. Well, and it's quick. Like, there's no delay in this. The guy moves his hand and things, like, bam. Yeah. It's, uh, that's pretty fucking slick. Yeah, One of the better hacks I saw of the connect, and you probably saw the video too, is the connect um, doing Google Earth. No. Oh, no, I didn't if see that did, one. Oh, yeah, because it was, it was right out of Minority Report. You know, it was swivel, swivel, swivel. You know, grab, zoom in, zoom in, zoom in. It was just like out of Minority Report. That's I awesome. I mean, it was, it was just wild stuff. That's cool. That, that's very cool. <laughs> yeah, I think that that, that that shit's great. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited to see as those things, you know, we were, we were playing around at, um, uh, where the hell, where do we, what is it? CES. Oh, okay. We were playing with the uh, the little brain toy things. Where, oh yeah, those were neat. I didn't do. So and now well. now they're owned by Mattel. That oh, company's owned by Mattel. Yeah, and they and they have them. Like you can go buy that thing in Walmart, like oh, right cool. now. Which I have to buy one. Was it like you had to push the ball, right? Yeah, and you put you put like the little emag sensor things on your head, and you have like whoever's generating more. Electric Electrical impulse, yeah, impulse on the awesome. outside of your head. It pushes the ball forward, so you have like a tug of war match mentally with somebody else. Right, awesome. And um, and now they have ones where you you control multiple dimensions with it. So instead of just going forward and back, you go forward and back, and then there's a ball that's on like a little piece of air, and you can move the ball up or down. So now you can run the ball through obstacle courses. Oh, that's shit. pretty cool. Yeah. And well, they did that with some of the video games too, right? They had the mind control video game thing where well, it was like Joe and Zaz like did it with the fucking huge yeah. robot. Well, but yeah, but they had the they had another one I saw. Remember, remember that movie uh, uh, Strange Days? It was like you know supposed to be a yeah, car yeah, right yeah. around the, the you know New Year's two thousand. The guy had those little squid things, right? Yeah, right. That's what they actually looked like in the with these guys designed it, and he was sitting there playing Doom. Like awesome. Pulling triggers and shit. <laughs> it's just great. All the advanced technology and I just want to play Doom. <laughs> well, isn't that, isn't that always awesome? It's like yep. it's like we use this really sick piece of technology to do something that we've been able to do for 40 years. You know, yep. we're like, look at how awesome this is. I'm sitting yep. on the couch and instead of typing, words are coming out. Yep. I think we're all waiting for the point where our interface is actually like it was in Neuromancer. Which was really oh, yeah. in the 80s, oh, yeah. right? You know, we're, we're all waiting to be able to put the trodes on our noggins and actually, you know, pop soft chips into the back and, of our and skulls. And have the Microsoft yeah. in our skull. Right. Yep, the, that that was, is what we're all Google. waiting for. Let's be honest. Google's me, Google's me sitting in a part of your brain. You have to give up part of your, your childhood memories to, for Google to Fucking be in your head. G-brain. Yeah. That's right. It's you'll, Google you'll plus be, uh, plus. It's like Johnny, plus. You'll be Johnny Mnemonic. You'll be Johnny Mnemonic yeah. at that point, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a great pop culture you know, actually, reference. There, there's somebody who's been really good at predicting shit. Like, not dead on, but but even like weird, the last few books he's written, uh, Gibson's been 
Yeah, Gibson has always been good at it. He's, really he's good. the one that, uh, you know, the um, Pattern Recognition was a phenomenal book. I thought yeah, that I thought um, so too. one after that sucked, but then I thought Zero History was good. I, well, yeah, Zero uh, Zero History I liked. A spook Country was the one after Pattern Recognition, yeah. wasn't it? Pa- yeah, Z- Pattern Recognition was before Spook Country. I thought Spook Country was awful. Right. Um, I thought the idea of locative art that he talked about in that book was kind of cool though. Well, you no, know, you, had, I, you had the goggle thing and, and like they had a piece of art devoted to like a historical event that you was, you know, holographic and, and located. I thought that was cool. Well, yeah, like they, the, you, they the use the Viper Room, weird. right? They use the yeah. Viper Room as, as an example where yeah. like you go in front of the Viper Room, you put these goggles on, you'd see yeah. River Phoenix's body on the street yeah, and shit. Isn't, yeah. isn't that what well it's what's come out on smartphones right but that's what google goggles was built from right was from that book yeah and you got that yeah i I thought that that was really cool like that book comes out and like a year and a half later your phone's able to like based on gps and almost exactly the way he described it based on gps and video and and, and image recognition go oh yeah you're standing at the statue of liberty here's all this historical shit click here for a video click here for this i you know i think it's kind of neat um you know the last book he wrote does the the Zero history, I thought it was kind of neat because of the. Well, I'm not sure if it was predictive as much as I thought it would be because he kept talking about how uh, you know military, yep. m- military design is what eventually impacts consumer design. Yeah, that's just been true the whole time, right? I mean, yeah, he he's talking about it in relation to certain fashions and stuff, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, with certain, you know, certain pieces of military garb ended up influencing, you know, certain street clothes and stuff like that. And right. there's a, there's certainly a lot of truth to that. But this one was more story driven, I thought, than a lot of his, and it was really really good. Yeah, you know, no, I liked it too. But I mean, and like you said, Neuro- Neuromancer, and I think yeah, it was actually written back in the '70s. I think he wrote it over the course of years in the '70s, and it finally came out. Yeah. yeah, I think it finally came out around. Uh, 78 or 79 maybe and didn't even get popular until 1984 actually is when it came out oh okay alright see there's something Ryan called Google and Wikipedia you can use to check (laughs) Wikipedia because they're always right well it's like Fox News Source. Come on, it's an authoritative source. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Dave. I was enjoying our conversation. I didn't really want to be rude and fucking use the computer while we were talking. But oh, you know, come you on, do now. It, you, you... <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite favorite books, though, uh, is uh, is is actually the whole trilogy. The whole Sprawl trilogy yeah. is fantastic. You know that one, Mona Lisa Overdrive and Count Zero. Yeah, hell yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Just fantastic. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, well, and he's got that little short book. Uh, what was the what was the short book in between the the sprawl trilogy and the Idoru and all that? What was it? Uh, burning, uh, burning burning chrome. chrome. Yeah, yep. burning chrome. I was yep. a, I liked I liked the short stories in that one. Um, yeah, his buddy um his buddy Bruce Sterling is also another good kind of predictor <clears throat> of technology. If yeah. you get into that kind of thing, and he's been writing a lot of short novellas lately, and I've read a couple of those. They co- they're like ninety nine cents through Amazon if you if you feel the need to not pirate all of your uh you know all of your content um and occasionally <laughs> I won't pirate my content um, but some of them are just fantastic yeah I, yeah no I, 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 I decided I'm getting a, a new together didn't I? I'm getting a new e-reader just engine? because of that yep the difference engine I the two of them wrote it together yep no I just said I'm, I'm I'm getting a new e-reader because of that what are you gonna get well I think I'm just gonna get the new version of the not color nook because I have mine and it exploded the color nook or the regular no, the nook? regular one oh, i like the colored nook do you i liked it a lot i didn't think i would at first because of the you didn't mind the black the backlight no Shit. i thought i was gonna hate it and and really? I, I, I didn't is the battery pretty good uh, i'm sure i've got a decent. first gen kindle that i will never because it's to me the closest to reading actual letters on a page 
Yeah, I mean, no, I really like the e ink th- stuff. That's why I liked my my first Nook that I had. I mean, it was it was great. It didn't hurt yep. my eyes. I didn't think about it. You know, I didn't charge it for a month. Right. You know? yep. No, that thing would last forever. And now, granted, the Nook, if you leave the Wi Fi on all the time, and you know, it, it'll wear out eventually. But it actually yep. lasted for a good amount of time. The color Nook. That's cool. But then they got the new one. Where I guess all the shit with the e ink that bothered me, like the flashing screen and shit, yeah. when you turn a page, that's gone. Yeah, like that's with the new one. little portable nook, you that's don't have That's the one that I was problem. looking at, the little miniature one with no buttons on it. Or like the just two buttons on well, it. Well, if it's color or not, the, the, new, one, no the new one's not color. Right, the new I one's know. old e ink again. Yeah. All right, well, I know you want to get out riding, dude. So go out, ride it up, enjoy it for me because it's raining here and I'm just going to sit in the garage like wine. Ferris Bueller style and just turn my bike on <laughs> and whine and cry people are like I can hear it you just wait I want to go, go out but it's raining and I'm a big sissy and I can't go out in the rain I don't want to go out in the rain yeah, his I, well. I don't I don't particularly like riding in the rain no it sucks. no it sucks so, yeah, I don't blame you yeah. well, we, we, we rode through the cold I, um, last week or two weeks ugh. ago Oh, dude, it was it was ninety four in Denver, ninety eight in Denver, and Jeez. we ro- we rode out to Breckenridge to go get dinner. Um, so we took the Triumph and the Duck out there. We by the time we got out there, it was seventy five, and by the time we rode home, it was thirty eight. Yeah. Is that typical? It was crazy. It was yeah, cold. And it in is the typical. mountains. Yeah, in the mountains. If you're at nine thousand feet, it's in the forties mm. at night. Always, oh, okay. all summer. Pretty much the second, this, like when we were actually going up to Breckenridge, it was getting cold just going through the, the, the shadows. Like yeah. the sun would be a little bit behind in one of the mountains. And you'd be like, ooh. I'd be <laughs> freezing for about 15 minutes. And the second the sun would hit, you'd be comfortable again. Wow. But then we're hauling ass down the interstate at like 80 miles an hour at about 1 o'clock yeah, in the morning. Wind chill was like negative 90. Yeah, yeah God, of course, God, neither geez, of us thought cool ahead of time. We're both wearing fucking t shirts and jeans with jackets over them. Like, fuck me, I'm cold. Yeah, it was it was good. But So, what else do you have aside from the Ducati, or is that the only one you got? Uh, I have a Triumph Trident. Nice. And Ryan's got a BMW. Yeah, F650. That if anybody wants to buy, yeah. he's selling it. If you want to buy the F650, it's yours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's, a he's getting rid of the A lot of people do some serious torn on, uh, on, on BMW bikes. No, I've it's never a, ridden one, though. It's, it's a really comfortable bike for that. Like, I could ride that thing all day and not and mm-hmm. never be hurting. Um, but, yeah, it, it it's time to get a bigger one. So Sure. Yeah, the 650, it's funny because actually Chris was looking at it. He goes, yeah, so that's like, what, a two-cylinder? I'm like, no, dude, that's a single-cylinder 650. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> wow, that's just, and you know, you're, you know, like me, I would look, man, I would look odd on a 650cc bike because, uh, you know, just a big guy. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with it. And, and it's, and he's, t- uh, you know, it's really, really tall, too. Yeah. So... You know, like unlike my bike, where if you're short, you can flat foot it. Like uh, Jess okay. can flat foot it. I mean, my, I have friends that are five four that can flat foot my Ducati. Now, somebody wow, who's five four should not be on a hundred and seventy nine horsepower fucking duck. No, <laughs> no matter no matter who they are, but <laughs> but you can do it. Like they allow, and there's even a seat that brings it down another two inches if Jesus. you want, like the the Uber lowrider super small seat. Yeah, but, I don't care. If, I don't care for that. I mean, that gets uncomfortable after a while. Yeah, you know? I agree. I'm. I. Especially I mean, the, the standard seat on it was pretty good. I just. I. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge distance rider person. Like much more than about 300 miles in a day, and I'm cash to shit, and like don't want to ride the next day. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. You know, it's funny. I haven't ridden for like 
15 years, but but when I but I rode for 10 before that, so I actually rode for a long time. But it was when I was in my college days back in South Florida and stuff. So it was a lot of highway driving, a lot of night driving, but not long distance driving. You know, maybe the maybe the longest haul I ever did at any one particular jump was like 60, 65 miles. You right. Know, and you know, so you kind of get used to you know that hour to an hour and 30 minute on the bike thing. Mm-hmm. Man, it's real different when you start jumping to 300 miles or 400 miles in a day, you know? Yeah, and it, it you don't realize, like, you know, Jess always gives gives me shit and, like, talks, which doesn't give shit, but she, like, doesn't realize it afterwards. She's like, the next day, she's like, I'm kind of sore. And I'm oh, like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, you don't, you don't understand that, like, holding yourself upright on something that's moving and vibrating yeah. and flying all over the place all day long, like, you yep. do kind of get some core workout going yeah. on. Yep, you really do. You're Lisa said the same the thing to me. Yep, Lisa yeah. said exactly the same thing when we came back, you know, like, from our first ride around the neighborhood and stuff like that, when we were just, you know, doing laps in the neighborhood. We live really rural here in Maryland, uh-huh. so lots of, lots of winding roads, lots of hills, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Perfect country for a bike, truth be told. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and we got back, and the next day she was like, oh, I'm so sore. And I was like, of course you're sore for the same reason, you know, you had said to Jess. So it's a- right. All right, well, go get on the bike and go have a good time. I really appreciate you joining us, man. It was awesome. Yeah, Dave, thanks a lot, man. Gents, it was a, uh, it was a pleasure. I, uh, you know, it's, it's not enough time we get to just chat through this kind of stuff honestly and, you know, in a, in a conversation. So I love this kind of stuff, and I could do it every day, all day. Right on. Well, well now, now that we're pretending to record regularly, it, it'll probably happen more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me tell you something, man. You know, join the club. I mean, you know, we've been doing our own pa- podcast. Um, you know, I, I have a counterpart in McAfee, a guy named Jim Walter. Yeah. And we've been podcasting. I think we're on like, you know, episode 110 or something like that. But it's, dude, it's so difficult to to actually say, all right, we want to do it twice a month. Or we want to do it three times a month. And actually, get, ah, it's so difficult to keep it consistent. Well, you there's, know? there's so much of, of regular everyday life that gets in the way. Oh. You're like... Yeah, I think that's what actually just happened to yeah. us. Is it got to a point where every weekend there was so much shit going on in our lives. We're like, yeah, yeah, that podcast thing. We'll we'll get around to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's right. True. At you know, some there's, point. there's there's so much there's so much uninteresting stuff that we all get consumed with daily, right? God, you know, yeah. you know, you just look at the fact that you know, organizationally, we have to deal with like literally, dude, sixty thousand pieces of malware on a, on a slow day, right? You know, but that's. Uh oh, hold on, you're breaking up. There you, there you go. Right. Uh, or at least it's not interesting to me. And him. okay. <laughs> yeah, you're good now. <laughs> it, was yeah, just, it, was, it was doing that. Uh, what was it? Super bad or whatever. He's like, bit, bit. Uh, he's like, fucking bitch. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> No, but but essentially what I was saying is you know how it is you know you just you know the stuff that you and that we have to deal with daily we don't necessarily consider interestingly you know interesting enough to dedicate a podcast to right right you know whereas you want to talk about interesting things that are unique and you don't get a lot of that in our in, in our industry sometimes you know yeah I agree I totally agree let me ask you one last question yeah. um, considering what you actually do with penetration testing and stuff um, how do you think Things like hacktivism are going to affect your industry long term, right? Because um, arguably, arguably, a lot of stuff that lulls and anonymous and anti-sec, a lot of the things that they're using and they're popping with, and the techniques they're using would be identified. Hold, hold on, test, right? Uh, hey. um, arguably, it would be identified by you know, damn, yeah. Yeah, 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 I don't it's, know what's going on. It's, it's just Skype's going wonky. So the longer you, you run Skype calls, the shittier they get over time. Yeah, that is true. And we Skype we Skype our own podcast and stuff. So yeah. long term, what do you think hacktivism means to penetration testing? Uh, more business. Yeah, money. Tons of money. 
Do you think people will listen to the end product of a pen test more or less? No. Doesn't matter. I think, I think they're the, just going to pay more money. I think it'll be exactly the same. Interesting. I, I tend to agree with you. Um, uh, I think, you know. It's, it's like, uh, it's, you know, when, when violence escalates in towns like fights, mm. the gyms that train people to fight get, get more busier. money. Uh, and the 24-hour fitnesses have more and all that stuff. But it doesn't stop the fights or change the aspect. It just means that those businesses get more money because they're in the game of showing people what fighting is like. Gotcha. And yep. and, and I, I completely don't understand, like, hey, well, I mean, I guess I do a little bit of, like, hey, my friend Chuck got his ass beat yesterday. Do you want to come in and beat my ass? You know, like, <laughs> well, I mean, I can, but do you need that? Here's money. Okay. Right, okay, let's do it. Fuck it. <laughs> That's interesting, you know, because I, I tend to think the same thing, you know, because when I was I was standing back looking at it, it's like, man, all of this stuff would have been brought out by a crappy pen test, which I'm sure every single one of those companies has had done, you know, yet they are not listening. So, again, we're back to the same problem we always had, right? Well, Nobody listens. Well, but you've got these companies that are having a knee-jerk reaction to this shit. They never cared about oh, security yeah. in the first place. They're just yeah. freaking out because of news media or because... Their CEO read an article in a trade rag or, or yeah. played golf with some guy who got his ass handed to him, and they freak out. So instead of like trying to even begin to get a grasp on where they're at with security, they're just going, fuck, pen test. I keep hearing about pen test. We should get that mm -hmm. done. Right, do that thing. Right. So, you know, and then they get the report, and because they haven't looked into where they're at in the first place or, or even done like basic research into things, they get the report and they're like, yeah, okay, so uh, here, Bob, go do this stuff that this thing says to do. And Bob reads through it. He's like, "Yeah, I don't know what the fuck any of this means." So, uh, hey, John, you're 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 a help desk guy. Figure this out. You know, I I, know, I just think that you know, they're just not ready for they're they're not ready for a pen test because they don't have the infrastructure in place to even begin to be able to deal with one. So, when are we going to see the first company that starts marketing the anonymous Lulsec penetration test? Oh, it's already happening. I'm sure there's one out there. You think there. so? It's you constantly think happening. Happening. Aside from Legat, okay, let's go that way right now. You know, aside from Legat jumping on the, you know, that bandwagon and marketing it and stuff like that. I, well, I think um, most of the companies out there who think they're advanced mm -hmm. are trying to get adversaries that will replicate this type of lulsec anonymous attack. To them, they see that as the logical progression of a penetration test. Mm -hmm. And I think not or whatever. I think that that's where they're going to pay money. Hmm. Well, I mean, I like, mean, seriously, I see companies looking can, to spend do big amounts of money already, like looking for people to do it. I mean, like, so what? You can you can create a denial of service attack? Like, who can't do that? Well, the problem yeah. is, to me, the problem is, is technically they're right. They're just right in the wrong way. It's it, it, in order to do a pen test that is ever effective to your organization, you have to evaluate what your adversaries are, and you mm -hmm. have to have your pen testers act like your adversaries would act, which would mean you'd have to spend the money and time to profile all your adversaries, to quantify their capabilities, and be able to act within only the adversary's capabilities, because that's the only thing that's going to give you a realistic aspect sure. of, will my adversary attack me this way? Well, right. I but agree. With some of these larger companies, like their adversaries... It's the internet. Like everything on the internet is yeah, their adversary. But it's not. If you're if you're testing based on 
a value. You don't value yourself against the internet or your Ryan Jones skill set or Trustwave skill set or something else. You have to evaluate the value of your test based on my adversaries that are one through five. These are the most likely people in the world to attack right. me. So if I can survive their attack, I'm actually getting value from the exercise. Otherwise, you're, you're not getting dick because the auditor that's testing you is not the person that's going to attack you. Therefore, every recommendation that they make doesn't give you any value at all. Okay, but but again, do you think that any company's actually going to be able to predict that they're going to be a target of Lulsec or Anonymous or whoever? Yes, absolutely. Do you think Sony... Okay, Sony's a bad example. Do you think Visa thought they were going to get hit by fucking... I think Anonymous? it's fair game for any company in the same vertical of a company that's been attacked by Lulsec to predict that they may be attacked. I think that's a fair place to start. Well, yeah, I mean, I, mean, it, I think you know, I think if, when you, you make know, a manifesto, Visa, you know, yeah, when, if you're Visa, right. you should you should you know if you're PlayStation, you know that's a bad example again. Um, <laughs> you know, if you're Xbox or or whoever, you know, you should say, well, shit, you know, that could have happened to us, and how are we prepared? And I and I guarantee you. Those conversations are going on, right? Oh no, they absolutely are. I mean, we've we've had them with our customers, where you know, I like I, sh I would assume so. Yeah, you know, they call up freaking out, and it's more it's more of like you have to calm them down first because they just want to spend shitloads of money on whatever you can, whatever you can sell them, and it's yep. which is which is all great. And at the end of the day, you know, it's great for business and well, stuff. It's great but for the bottom line, I, but but it's not just a job to sell shit; it's a job to help them. Well, there you go. I I think at the end of the day, you want to provide value, right? Um, you know and actually help solve a problem or at least help them mitigate a problem, right? You right. Know, classic consultancy model, right? Right. right. Yep, I, I agree. All right, brother. Sure. Go ride. All right, man. Have I shall go ride, and uh, I guess I'll see you guys at the latest in a couple of weeks, man. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Definitely. Talk to you awesome, soon. Awesome, lads. Take Talk care, bro. Later. Bye, Dave. That was fun. I like Dave. Yeah, that was good. That was a good conversation. So, uh, you know, we were we were talking last last week about the uh, the maintenance window, and it, it apparently is very popular with a lot of our listeners. I think it, I I saw it referenced a lot on Twitter. I've gotten a lot of text messages like, "Hey, can I call for a maintenance window right now on my boss?" I'm like, you know, if, yeah, if do you, it, dude. If you can survive that, sure. Get some. <laughs> Punch your boss in the face <laughs> right now! Just yell maintenance window and fucking. You can't sue on. EL because it's not my problem. There's, you can sue us. We don't have anything. Yeah, you can sue us. Right? <laughs> we don't have sponsors. We don't have money. Um, so actually, Ian sent this link over Twitter. It's this uh, this Japanese robot. Oh, the Did fucking teeth, that thing? titty the teeth, dentist robot the, with no top. Yeah, it is a topless dental robot. It's a real doll. It's a, it's a dental training robot. It's fucking creepy. It's a creepy real doll. That, and I'm not really sure why why a, a dental trained robot would not would, would need a gag reflex. I guess, yeah, I guess it kind of makes sense if you stick something down there. <laughs> Never mind. What? I was what? reading the article that was with the video, and it's like, you know... What, let's, Can you let's, train let's it? Let's figure out how creepy this is. Like one, it exists, and two, it has it has dead eyes that are like staring into two start plays. Dude, at point thirty six seconds into the video, when the technician's playing with the hell demon's unattached face, the um, hell demon, the nonchalance with which the narration announced that the mouth lining for this thing was created by a company primarily known for making hot dogs. Oh my god, <laughs> it can talk. <laughs> <laughs> it has a, a gag reflex. I repeat, it has a gag reflex. Does it puke? 
I don't know. I don't think so. Can if, you if fill it, it does, with liquids and have it just explode? Kind then of all the puke right? gaggers you know, like, can be like, I love you, honey. Yeah. I'm sure somebody I'm washing it. What'd you do? I filled it with soap water. Soap water. <laughs> At point one minute, three seconds of the video where it blinks furiously while Professor Mackey talks, unaware of the murderous robotic uprising he is helping to usher in. <laughs> It has a better sense of personal style than I, as a sentient being, do. And the last, the last reason it's creepy is it's kind of hot. Uh, I disagree with the last one. I don't. That's. that's you don't think not, it's kind of hot? That's or not, No, I don't think it's, it's not I creepy. Don't, I don't think it's hot. It's way creepy. Well, um, but yeah. So www.toplessrobot.com. Everybody likes different shit. Search for uh, super terrific Japanese thing one. <laughs> it's it's fucking creepy and it's like all this yeah the narrator thing is kind of weird because it's just in there like look at this really cool thing we made for teaching people how to clean teeth <laughs> and it's just like at one point the guy just rips the face off the doll <laughs> i just have nothing to say about that i i still think the whole hot dog thing is kind of it's gross yeah well yeah <laughs> mm-hmm <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, um, still waiting to figure out what Google Plus is worth, um, or what you're supposed to do with it. I mean, so far, I've got the exact same friend list I had on, uh, on Facebook before I killed it. Like, that's yeah. pretty much what I've gotten out of it. Yeah. Um. And you can liberate more data. That's what Google calls it. Data liberation. Maybe, I was just looking maybe, at the Maybe setting. for them. It's called data liberation. <laughs> when you, listen to this, when you download... Your data from you're, Google. You're liberating your data. You have to click on the data liberation tab. Like you liberate your own data from the clutches of Google, but you don't liberate it. They just give you a copy. They just give you a copy. It's like your FBI file. They give you whatever they think you think your file is. Wow, <laughs> it's awesome. It's so speaking creepy. of other people who are full of shit, P. Herzog decided to write another article on InfoSec Island, obviously because Ostom isn't getting enough press. Um, <laughs> and he probably <laughs> wow, okay. he probably he probably feels that all of us creating a what's called actually free versus where he's like open source, where you have to pay for it. <laughs> um, you know, because let's be let's be straight about all this. There is a pay for component of Ostom. <laughs> Like and and as much as he wants to like politically evangelize that it's open source and free, it's totally not. Are you, are you talking about the ABZs of, of yeah. cybersecurity? Yeah, it's it's just awesome because he like sits in his little like area in Spain and doesn't do any of the work at all. Doesn't do any of the shit that any of us do all day long, and then tries to like prophetically tell people what they need to do to fix security when he doesn't fucking do it. Like. Like, here's how you dig a hole. Never dig a hole before, but but here's how my research shows that you should dig a hole. Fucking shut up, dude. <laughs> he missed a lot of the letters. <laughs> I know. I like I like how he did ABZ, and he just arbitrarily well, went through letters and missed yeah, a bunch, probably a because he couldn't spin whatever letter into something that related back to Austin and made him cool. He got ABC, and then he goes to E and F and G, skips H. Uh, H for, hey, Pete, you're full of shit. Goes all the way up to K. They forgets L. Uh, L P Q R. How hard is thinking about some of our R? I mean, that's a pretty common oh, fucking letter. Operations. I mean, like Q, Q, you I mean, know, query. I don't know. Um, U and V, X and Z. Nope, you got Z. Oh, Zen. 
It's going back to that fucking holistic thing from last week. Why? Your damn self. Shut up. Seriously. Just shh, quiet. Well. Ode. It's another name for an attack you aren't ready to defend against. Really? Because I'm not ready to defend against any attack. No, he skipped O. <laughs> yeah, and he skipped O when he was talking about Ode. Like, just shut up and go back to fucking marketing, dude. It's It's just not worth it. Like, stop leading people, blind leading the blind. Hey, where do you want to go? I don't know. Follow the blind guy. Fucking <laughs> awesome. I'm not saying I'm any better of a resource or anyone else is, but well, no, at least. if you least, listen to like two episodes of this, you know damn well you shouldn't listen to us for anything. I, I, I willfully admit that constantly. <laughs> like, people are like. We just talk shit. You're being an arrogant dick. I'd be like, no, an arrogant dick would mean I think I know what I'm talking about. I individually admit all day long. Like, I'm full of it. Fuck you. I still like when you were like, I still hey, talk. you know, Nickerson's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, he claimed that like fucking six years ago. Yeah, man, that, yeah. That's done. That's Yay, old repeat. News. Keep going. <laughs> Try again. He's got something new. <laughs> God. And even then, they're like, he's an asshole. Why? Do you know him? No. no. <laughs> oh, well. Right. Good job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what man. did you do? What did you do to him to make you call him an asshole? Right. Let's call him an asshole. <laughs> no, I don't know. Like, the, the, there was another article that... Uh, it's on. It was on Tech World, or I guess it was on originally Computer World US. Um, and they're talking about the six new and rising hacker threats. Oh my god! This was what? on. This was May 11th, right? Seriously, or May 20th. Sorry. Uh, and there's like text message malware is number one. Hacking into smart grids number two. Like these are things we've been talking about for years, and somehow these are new. <coughs> it just. You know, he starts to mud. It's it, the article itself isn't bad. I just disagree with the way they're like it's new and, and and rising hacker threats. I mean, like these aren't new, at all. Social network account spoofing. Dude, we started doing that. Oh my like, god! Original when, when Facebook came out. Didn't didn't Nate and uh, Moyer give that talk like eight Three, years ago yeah. or some shit yeah. at DefCon? Cyber sto- black cyber stalking. Cyber stalking's been around since fucking day one of the internet. Yeah. Because of finger. Ass shadow. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of assholes on the internet. Um, yeah, speaking of shit back in the 80s. Right? Hackers controlling your car. Like, okay, again, again. that's been something people have been talking about for the last two, three Surprise. years. I mean, back even when there was just Bluetooth stuff. Like, hey, we can hack into the Bluetooth of the audio and speakers of the car and talk shit. <laughs> and then number six was GPS jamming and spoofing. Like, oh my God. The, the government's been doing that. Yeah, you know, we, since GPS started in the 40s, right. <laughs> you know, we figured out, hey, if you make it, how do you turn this off? Okay. <laughs> well, and everybody relies on the, on the fucking military satellites still, right? So the U.S. military decides, uh, yeah, we don't want everybody to be able to figure out where we are. So all the devices are now 10 miles off. They've <laughs> done that before. Like, you're, you're ever so slightly off target a little right. bit. Yeah. Oops. Is that a baby? Well, whatever. It killed Bin Laden anyway. Um, yeah. Like we know how much we offset everything, so we can adjust. <laughs> Dude, you know. But y- all you geocaching little fucks are screwed. <laughs> right. Why can't I find the box? You know, on the on the new side of things. Yeah. I I was reading. I, I love NASA. Like to me, I think NASA's the shit. You said NASA. Yeah. Like the shuttle program. NASA? Yeah. Okay. And and I think mm. that. That any president who doesn't, like, support NASA is a fucking idiot. Well, and I agree. 
And, and actually, there was a big, long conversation about that uh, yesterday that I got into with, like, well, Bush killed NASA. No, Bush didn't kill NASA. Bush killed the shuttle program because Constellation yeah. was supposed to take its place. Right. And then Scrapbooker killed Constellation because so, it was too expensive. So I think it was, yeah, I mean, it, what a fucking idiot, right? Because it, the, and NASA, like, their ROI to the public is like for every penny spent in research, like the public makes back. seven dollars yeah, or something. It's like seven dollars right? a it's dollar. It's fucking insane. Or something stupid. So one of the most recent ones is they were talking about just tech designed for the space shuttle. Mm-hmm. Nothing, none of the other space programs, just for the shuttle alone, right? Is a dietary supplement that's in every single baby formula on the market. Okay. Right. A Goodyear tires, mm-hmm. the reason Goodyear tires and the tire industry has been able to extend greater than 10,000 miles is because of fibers developed for the shuttle by NASA, because on the shuttle, they have these spring-loaded tires that don't require any air that just have different angles of springs well, inside of them. they're landing at so fucking yeah. crazy speeds. <laughs> and they never change them. They never change them? I no. thought they change them like... No, fuck, they never need to. They're... they're Tires that can hit the ground at fucking 4,000 miles an hour and be fine 100 times over again. All right. Right? So they're extremely heat resistant as well. (laughs) They're fucking badass, right? Artificial heart pump, totally developed for the space shuttle. I mean, crazy. That's not important. Where's the value in that? The heart pump that they're using for the heart pump was a a miniaturized pump that they made for the fuel system in the space shuttle as a hack to (laughs) fix one area of cable that couldn't get the fuel over it at the right like amount of gravity to it so they made this little miniature fuel pump to just assist it just a little bit and now they put it in people's fucking hearts right like like this is really serious shit that we need that presidents need to understand like oh yeah we should probably figure this out dude fishing nets the extra strength fishing nets, right? So like that fish cannot catch break shit. through. Yeah, deadliest catch shit, right? The the uh, hyperester nets, <clears throat> right? All developed by NASA, well, so that they could go net fucking well, space shuttles and be like, when there's, 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 there's the old shit. school stuff too, right? Remember when we were kids and it was Tang, right? Like everybody's like, oh, drink what the astronauts drink, drink Tang. Like those are big fucking commercials. I don't even know if you get Tang awesome. anymore. Again. You're an astronaut, you get all the Tang you fucking want. Velcro. Right. That was all gum, NASA, shoelaces. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> of course, they probably could have used gum on the Challenger shuttle. You know. <laughs> wow. Um, Jaws of Life. Thing. Yeah, that was a, that was a that, the big giant fucking arm yeah. that could do anything it wants. Right. Yep. There you go. Video stabilization built for the shuttle. Nice. Wouldn't exist if the shuttle never existed. Well, you, you know, wouldn't have video gotta stabilization. Be other shit like the space shoot shit. That they develop has to be implemented in some sort of firefighter or, or emergency response type uniform. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's because it's so heat resistant. And I'm sure they use shit like that when they're investigating, like, hey, let's go do research on a volcano. What are we going to do to protect ourselves from the heat? Right. Uh, the same shit they use to protect ourselves from, like, you know, the extreme cold of space. Dude, biodegradable lubricants that have oxidation lights of 10,000 hours and mm-hmm. still biodegrade. See? Gay, the gay community should be all behind that. I'm about this, but no. Um, <laughs> this gel insulator, which it, you have to look this up so that you can you can see. Just look up amazing insulation for homeowners and NASCAR drivers. It's this. It looks like a ghost cube. It looks like it doesn't exist. It looks like a holographic image, mm-hmm. but it's this like translucent cube material 
that expands and contracts to keep you at a specific temperature. Nice. So even if it's super hot or super cold out, you always stay the same because of this multi-density stuff. Adjusting random NASA stuff. Nice. Right? Um, What else is in this thing? Image processing for firefighters. So, you know, they, they, they developed all the infrared cameras and all that stuff. I mean... Sure, yeah, they develop them for spies and shit like that. But this is, like, super high resolution. Spies just need, like, oh, I can see someone's face versus right. I can see every single flame. And then uh, the last one in it was uh, solutions for osteoporosis patients. So this is actually uh, some of the 3D tomography stuff is actually what my buddy Tim. Remember Timmy that used to live at Melrose with us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what Tim does. He does multidimensional... Uh, walking patterns okay. for kids that have like scoliosis and osteoporosis or like have been like paralyzed and trying to walk again. And so he builds these robotic legs that they can control with whatever part of their body they can control with and slowly adds gravity to them so that they can learn to walk on their legs right. that they can't walk on. Basically rebuild the bones. Right. And so you rebuild the all of the neuro pathways in order to do that. But that's that's what Tim does for a living. And all of that shit, nice. again, came from the shuttle, from them walking in environments where a human can't muscularly well, and, you know, walk. You're in, you're in space so long, you actually do start losing yeah. bone density for a period of time. So, I mean, you know, these little vibrating plates that they can stand on that, you know, change bone density over time. Wrong, and, I like, I like the fact NASA. that... I, well, no, I agree. And I like the fact that that NASA will still be using um, or will start using more private company shuttle stuff. Like, is that the, what, X1 balls and all shit? The, ball, they're going to use balls. I know, like ball aerospace. Balls, yeah, ball aerospace. Yeah. Um, I, I think Lockheed Martin has somebody. Virgin's working on a bunch of stuff. Like, there's some cool shit that they can use from a private standpoint, but I still think, like, from an exploration and scientific research level, like, why is NASA not staying in the forefront like oh we want to go to our own fucking international space station that we paid for the majority of and yeah we have, like you can't but go we have to give 80 million dollars to russia now to launch us to our own fucking space station like that's that's what, what the plan is the plan is for russia to launch shit up until the space station just dies god and it's so terrible like can you land on the moon no no not not without using the same tech we did back in the 60s yeah but we could we can't do it anymore no, like we with all the we laws, so back to it. Well, no, no, we can't with, with all our laws are. and all that shit. We can't use any of those materials. Right. So, like, we can't do. it. We just like flat out can't. We're like, fuck, we can't do it. Well, yeah, you've got you've got North Korea trying to get into to space. China's there. India's even they're horribly trying. Like, I think they blew up the first three times they tried to get into space, but they're still spending an asshole of money. And it's not be and India in particular. They're not doing it to like really take over space or anything. They're doing it for national like. Uh, unity national pride like and that was one of the things like i think we had originally when you know kennedy goes we're gonna be on the moon and you know what 10 years later we're on the moon it was right. even 10 years later it was like five years later holy shit what i just randomly started looking at other nasa shit and they were talking about uh innovations ahead yeah and one of them is uh is called the lightcraft concept mm-hmm. and it uses uh lasers to create like like miniature laser-based explosions in the ionosphere through chemical reactions okay. and that's says its thrust or? yeah and that's its thrust and it says that it will be able to circle the globe 
in under 60 minutes. Wow. Well, and I, I, I bet the, uh, yeah, <laughs> the energy, satellite energy consumption is probably really good on that, too. Dude, I bet, I bet, I bet they're really into building that. They'll be like, yo, take a picture here. Okay, now we're here. Well, yeah, but I mean, a spy satellite, if it's using that, wouldn't you be able to detect it from little micro explosions in the ionosphere? Like, yeah, uh, I, mean, I mean, how spy ish would it really be? I don't know. You get it high enough up. I'm sure once they figure out how to get it right. higher and higher, it's right. just, you know, they just have to have other shit out there looking for it, and it has to be able to dodge all the space trash. Yeah, that'd be it. That, there's, a, there's a fucking project NASA should take. Like, hey, let's go grab all that Clearing shit we left trash. up there. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, it's amazing to me that things like the space the, the space station, as big as that fucking thing is with all those panels sticking off and shit, like, it actually hasn't just gotten knocked to shit and broken because of all the crap flying around. Yeah, that's crazy. It's... I can't even imagine just the maps out, that they have, fucking the trash, like the trash trajectory maps yeah. that they have to have to like fly shit through all the garbage that we've left in space. And you know, the garbage that they know versus the garbage that we think we know about is right. exponentially different. Oh yeah. I'm sure. You know, um, I know I, I was, I was, you know, I didn't know much people were watching it take off. I did find it amusing that CNN during their launch of the space shuttle, Decided to play uh, fucking <laughs> Major Tom. Major Tom. Dude, we need to open. <laughs> we need to close the episode with that. That's perfect. All right. All right. Um, or do you, did you also see like in other news? Yeah, fuck security. I don't care. There's other yeah, cool we, shit we, in the we world. We talked to Dave for like an hour. Um, did you see the... Uh, <clears throat> do you have guests? There's like Swiss guys that lab created a trachea. Whoa. And installed it in somebody, and it like works perfect out of fucking stem cells created from the person's kid. Damn! So they basically did it like a DNA clone of the they guy's did, trachea. Yeah, they, they took they took the kid's stem cells right from his like baby right, and grew a trachea for him for the dad for the dad and like installed it, and it works. It works perfect. It's like the right shape, and everything's like perfect. Yeah. I was like, what? That's fucking crazy. That's fucking awesome. How long did it take to grow that? I, I I was reading. It was like one of those like look at it in the times or something like that. Like quick read through. I didn't like right. see. My, I, I have to like look at it. But how cool is that? No, it's fucking impressive. Yeah. You fucking completely regrow so a portion of something. Was it newspaper of the world or news of the world or something? That that London paper that I was talking about. Yeah, they're got they've been you know charged with hacking for like the last five years or something oh yeah they're shutting down tomorrow like, it's over huh like, yeah sunday's our last ish edition and they announced that like you know wednesday like hey by the way on sunday everybody's fired man i hope i hope that they just blow it out and they're like here's how we hacked everything <laughs> fuck it last well, paper I mean, see you know, ya. seriously you know? i again i'm not surprised that they did it and again it wasn't anything really sophisticated they, like one of the things they were accused of was basically hacking people's voicemail Right. So they spoofed their phone number, spoofed their phone and, number called, and called and, you know. Yeah, that's pretty um, weak. But they did some <laughs> fucked up shit. Like, you know, the, the girl, I was there was a, remember that girl that went, the U.S. girl that went to, like, uh, the Bahamas or something, disappeared? It was this huge national, like, oh, yeah, God, yeah, yeah. where is she for, like, a month? Okay, there was something similar in London where a girl got kidnapped or disappeared and everybody was looking for her. Well, these guys would fucking log into her voicemail and check her messages to see, like, you know, what news they could release from it and I guess when it started getting full they started deleting voicemails so that more voicemails could come in because people were calling her phone leaving like hey where are you and right you know and, and it leaked. I guess they just started hey it's full we should delete the 
so we can get more voicemails, which the cops, I'm sure, were thrilled with, you know, considering they probably oh consider evidence. That's so. awesome. Sometimes the media is and so fucking stupid. And then those guys have paid, I don't know just, how many different celebrities at this point, a lot of money for getting caught. And it's a Rupert Murdoch fucking News Corp owned paper, if I remember correctly. See you later. <clears throat> MySpace <laughs> is no longer. Bye-bye. MySpace is longer, uh, is now owned by like Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. Yeah. What's he going to do I think it's it? funny that, you know, remember how, do you remember how much MySpace sold for when, when I think it's hilarious it? that after Justin Timberlake was in the Facebook movie, he decided he should own a social network. That is pretty That's funny. fucking hilarious. Yeah, so he bought one for $35 million, <laughs> which is probably less than what he made doing the social network. I know. <laughs> he go, he made a movie about Facebook so that he could buy MySpace. That's yeah, gangster. Uh, it's no longer called MySpace, I guess. <laughs> it isn't? I don't, everybody pronounced it like dead myspace is dead like he bought the the company but i don't think it's doing anything oh now i gotta look i'm like what the fuck i know myspace social entertainment oh so he's just see this is what i thought he's gonna turn it into like a music site well i mean i'm not really surprised yeah secret shows topics curators fans whatever hijack is which i don't get that hijack i don't know it's all changed like the whole front of it is all right like way different yeah, but when was the last time you really even looked at MySpace in the first place? Proof from the hot star showing she isn't Botoxed. Uh, right. Megan Fox. Megan Fox. Yeah. Oh, that was that's the big stunt now. Because I was naturally born with DSLs. <laughs> she can put. Never mind. Uh, did you? That's apparently the big thing now is to actually like prove yourself on TV or prove yourself on on YouTube that you know these nasty rumors going around aren't true. Yeah, we did that. Well, like Kim, <laughs> yeah, and no one watched. Yeah. Uh, bye bye. No, no, like I guess Kim Kardashian actually on her little TV show. <laughs> see, yeah, Bella, tell him. Fuck, Bella's like fucking. Don't talk about that whore. Fuck those guys. Uh, but yeah, I guess like the rumor was her ass was all fake, so she went on TV and actually had them film a doctor doing like a CAT scan or MRI of her ass to show that it was all her and not <laughs> not implants. Oh my god. Dude, I just I just relooked at like my. Uh, I, I, this is the first time I've logged into MySpace, and I don't know. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I think I, this is the first time I've done five years. Years, and and the um, <clears throat> dude, the, the guy from Twilight it, has it, a new haircut. In the general part of mine, there's a video called "Suck My Big Black Ass," Charlie Brown. <laughs> I have to watch that again because I don't remember what it is. But I'm so sure actually, it was funny. I'm, I'm looking at this and I I see this getting bought by uh by like E Entertainment or TMZ really quick because that's pretty much what it is. It's like celebrity. I'm gossip sure that's shit. what he's doing with it. I think it's funny you can still connect with Facebook <laughs> on the main page. Zynga sign. It says you can sign up for free or connect with Facebook. Dude, they got all the Zynga games on here now. Yeah, they did for a while. That's not new. Yeah, oh, MySpace had Zynga games on there for a while. That's awesome. Which is apparently what Google Plus is missing, because I have yet to figure out what you're supposed to do with it. I'm sure Zengo will come in and be like, yo, you just link to these. Well, no, I'm, I'm sure it's, you know, probably and then And then what's going to happen is Zengo's going to have to make the call between Facebook or MySpace, because Zucky's going to get all fucking sand in his vagina, because he already edicted from high that you can't on Facebook anymore connect with Google accounts. I know, I saw that. So so it's going to end up being this like pompous asshole war where he doesn't have as much money as Google. As much money as he has, no. he does not have Google money. Well, but see, that's the thing. I, I love the fact that people are like, oh man, he's worth like 400 and something million dollars. 
But how much of that's actually liquid? Like, how much of that is actually his? I mean, you can say somebody's worth something. It doesn't mean they have it. And and worth rapidly changes, especially when your company's not publicly traded. <laughs> like, other than ads, what does Facebook really make money off of? I, I mean, mean, it's a lot of ads. They're worth a lot right, of... Data mining, I'm sure. They're they, worth a lot of general money, right? Yeah. Uh, that's but, awesome. But being worth something and turning it into liquid assets is entirely different. <laughs> you you got to love it. I mean, there's, there's, there's lots of... I'm glad of... Tom made his money. Tom was smart and went, hey, I'm already losing out to this company, Facebook. Who? Tom. Oh, Tom. The original MySpace friend that everybody yeah. gets. Or got. I guess they don't anymore. But, <laughs> yeah, he was smart and said, hell, you want to pay me how much for my company? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, dude. No problem. Here you go. See you. Sorry, Peace. you paid me several six figures or what was it? Like a couple of hundred million dollars, several hundred million dollars they bought MySpace for, and they sold the Timberlake for thirty-five million. Like, wow, that tanked worse than buying a new car. Like your value went, went to awesome. shit quick. You know what? And then you have then you have people with real money like the Rothschilds, mm. who are worth you know net worth. Well, Forbes says their net worth is like 1.5 billion. They're like so actual triple. Yeah, no, their actual net worth from evaluated assets that Forbes can't get into is somewhere right. around a hundred trillion dollars. Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. You know, Russian oil and diamonds, but shit yeah, like that. I'm sure it's all clean too. Oh yeah, there's no yeah, blood on it. There's no. Speaking of which, speaking of mobbed up. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Ground control to Major Tom. Ground control to Major Tom. Take your protein pills and put your helmet on. Ground control to Major Tom. Commencing countdown engines on Three, two, check ignition and may God's love be with you. Oh